Ah, you damn right. Hope everybody's having a good Thursday. Oh, it's not just any Thursday. Have you checked the calendar? I know you have. I know you have. Oh, yeah, it's 420. It is 420 on a Thursday. Safely smoke them if you got them. We will talk some 420. If you don't know the history, I'll throw that in the crap bag. It is one of my favorite little history lessons to learn. Uh, if you don't know why, today gets hooked up with the world of pot. We will ask you for some pot stories. We will talk some basketball, a lot of football to get into. Have you seen ESPN.com today? Because Bijan is front and center. We will definitely get into that. Plus, we've got our album swap discussion coming up at 205. Jeff Howe, Horns247.com coming up at 105 to flesh out another big Longhorn basketball story. Let's get it started on a Thursday. I'm Chad Hastings, and he is Isaiah Collier. What's up, Zay? Chad, what's poppin'? Happy 420, everybody. Happy Thursday. Shout out to Ricky Williams, Larry Tunsil, Steven Jackson, <laughs> Matt Barnes, anybody else who likes the ganj. Shout out to y'all. It's y'all's day. That, right up. That could, be a, uh, that could be another side topic today. Your favorite pot-related athletes, athletes of all time. <laughs> Or entertainers of all time. Oh, that's too easy for Texas uh, fans. That's true. Texas fans do have some great examples of that. But on this 420, I did think it would be appropriate if you're if you're up for it. Again, we're going to keep all the names out of it today. But how about your first and or best pot experience right. of your life? This is one where I got to live vicariously through all of you. I support the legality of pot. I want it to be legal in every state and every, you know, every country, but I've never, hope Kevin Dunn is listening, done the pot in my life. Never. Wow. And nowadays I think you have to say done the pot because you can do it in so many ways. So smoke many it. different ways. You can smoke it, you can eat it, you can drink it, but I have never actually smoked pot or See, take I've never had a pot experience other than a contact high. So you never accidentally eaten a cookie or anything? Never had an accidental brownie, brownie cookie, gummy bear <laughs> moment. I've never had any of those. But I do remember, first time I ever smelled it, lights went out at a concert in the mid to late 80s, Bon Jovi, and the lights went out and I smelled something I'd never smelled before. Yeah. And back then, places aren't smoke-free, so as soon as the lights went out, it was, okay, you light up, and then the security didn't know what you were lighting up. Right, right, right. But that's the first night I learned what that smell was, and then that's also the first night I learned as I'm walking out, are you hungry? Because I feel hungry. (laughs) (laughs) And a little extra hungry. So Uh let us know your first and or best pot experience. Like, if you have a I smoked with blank story, please let us know. Around these parts... If you've been lucky enough to, you know what? Even if you were smoking within like a mile of Willie Nelson, I'll even give you that. Like, were you near Willie Nelson? Did you smoke the same day you met Willie Nelson? Give me that one. Yeah. I don't care. You met Matthew McConaughey and he smelled like pot. Let's do that. McConaughey, such a legend. Days and confused, smoking a doobie at the 50 yard line of the Tony Burger Center. <laughs> Is that where it was? Oh, that's exactly where it oh, was. Oh, I never knew that was Burger yes, Center. With Pink and all those guys. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, okay, I didn't man. know that. I didn't know that. Give us your uh, give us your pod stories today on 420 if you like. Uh, somebody just uh, texts 420 question mark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, there you go. Um, And somebody says, do you recall that first time having to talk to your parents when you were high as a teen? 
Now that's that's got to be a weird a weird moment. Oh yeah, first time. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, you can let us know what those stories are. We'll get into that. Uh, like I said, we'll get into some NFL draft talk. The Bijan stuff is really starting to hit a national level today with this ESPN.com story. Very cool for Bijan, and we'll uh, talk about that. But I think we need to start with some basketball today. And I know Jeff Howe, Horns247.com, he'll be on with us at 105. He was on with Bucky and Aaron earlier today. He's been uh, breaking multiple stories with basketball lately when guys are on visits. Zay, we've been talking about this guy for a while now. Some just refer to him as the guy from Oral Roberts. Some guys, some refer to him as that guy that's visiting Kansas State, looking at Kansas State and Texas. His name is Max Asmus. Do I have that right? Yeah, you got it. Okay. Whoever's spelling that last name for that family... How dare you? How dare you? Let's let's stop confusing everybody. But Max Asmus uh, apparently visited UT yesterday. Jeff was talking with B&E about it. If you didn't catch it last night while Texas was whipping Abilene Christian 20 to nothing in a baseball game, there was basketball connections because Asmus was spotted at the game, went to check out a little Texas baseball, and Zay, I've not seen the first pitch, but Rodney Terry threw out the first pitch. Did he do a good job? Did he not embarrass himself? No, nah, I don't think he embarrassed himself. You know Coach Terry, he's a smooth cat. He's going to be locked in when he throws that pitch. Because that's what I always worry about for all the other sports. You can't go throw out first pitches and embarrass your sport. Right. So we don't need that. Whatever you do, whatever you are, basketball or tennis or race car driver or whatever, you got to be able to go out there and figure it out. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad a- he did. You an athlete? You got to represent. Yes, if you, you, yeah, if you are some type of athlete, I don't care. I don't care if you throw darts. I don't care if you're a cornhole, you know, champion. I don't care. Even chess. Even if they brought you out there and you're like a badass chess player, I think you still need to find a decent first pitch. Damn chess. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Because you're obviously mentally good enough to beat somebody in chess. But mentally figure it out. I'm sure there's some chess people that aren't coordinated enough to throw it, at least to where the catcher could catch it. I'll tell you what. Like 50 Cent, he wasn't playing no chess. That was terrible, too. That 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 was terrible. Like he's got a he's got an attitude around him that tells me he's tough and he looks this is probably not fair. But also if you're a bodybuilder. You look athletic to me, so don't have a horrible first pitch. And 50 Cent had that body where you're thinking, come on, man, we can't, we can't have an embarrassing throw. Nah, his queen's ass, I knew that was going to be toe up. <laughs> that was awful. That was awful. So glad to hear Coach Terry did well. So Max Asmus, Zay, in this discussion where Texas, obviously, you know, it looks like Arterio Morris not going to be coming back. He ends up in the transfer portal now. Uh, and obviously Marcus Carr, done with eligibility and moving on. So, uh, Jabari Rice, done with eligibility, moving on. So how big for you as a Texas fan, how big is this Ace-Miss thing if they can get it? I think it's huge. He's one of the top guards in the nation coming out. Oral Roberts has averaged over 22 points the last three years. And for his size, that's so impressive. He has such deep range, kind of has a little Trey Young to his game. And, yeah, he's an absolute problem. It'll be a huge get for the Longhorn, especially, like you said, with what they've lost. So it's sophomore year when Oral Roberts had their best season and went to the Sweet 16, and he played alongside Kevin O'Banner, the Texas Tech transfer. He was dropping 25 a game at six foot. And I don't even think he's six foot. I think he's probably around 5'10", 5'11". So 
again, just with his range, being able to stretch the floor. You can't stay in front of him. He's super quick, and he has just really good IQ. My only question about him is you're going from playing mid-major basketball in the Summit League now to, if he came to Texas, the toughest conference in the nation, the Big 12. So it'll be a little bit of an adjustment for him. But at the end of the day, you could see that he could play well against top-tier competition. He did that again when Earl Roberts went to the Sweet 16. And you got to love somebody like that, that can stretch the floor and make plays for other guys. You need guards, and he's one of the top transfers in the portal. I think it was terrific to have him on campus. I don't know if he's still on campus, but you saw him at the baseball game where the Horns be – uh, 20, Christian, Christian 20 zero. Yeah, he, he saw a baseball game. I right, so Woo. yeah, I, he I, saw I like half of one. <laughs> For real. He definitely saw half. For real. So, yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, and clearly he has respect for the Big 12 if he's taking a look at Kansas State and Texas and, and the brand of basketball that's being played in and the Big 12. And he's a Dallas 12. kid from Rockwall. Yeah, and like, like that's a good point. We talked about that the other day. The fact that he's from that part of the of the state kind of explains why he ended up at Oral Roberts, but also puts him a lot closer to Austin in terms of, hey, do you have family that was going to see you play at ORU? They can, they can get down to Austin a lot easier than they can get up to Manhattan, Kansas. Yeah, and I know people might say, well, he played in a lower conference. How is he going to do in the Big 12? How did Serge Barry Rice do when he got to the Big 12 coming from New Mexico State? That's true. Pretty damn good. Best yep. six man in the nation. And Serge Barry Rice in the PIT tournament where all these high school seniors, it's kind of like the senior bowl for basketball. All these guys get to go showcase their talents for a lot of international scouts and NBA scouts. Who got MVP of that PIT tournament? Serge Barry Rice. Yeah, that's a good point. Yep. Yep. Uh so, yeah, he was he was incredible in that term. They said his pump fake was getting everybody. They said he nice. just had a good, you know, confidence about him. He was a leader on the court. It's tough to go play with a lot of random guys who are trying to have the same goal, and that's make as much money as possible after your college career. Everybody's trying to go for theirs. So sometimes there's not – you don't see the best basketball being played because everybody's trying to get a bucket. They're trying to showcase why you should pick me over this guy that I'm playing with. And Serge Barry Rice to go in and play the right way and get MVP. Timmy Allen, he was also first team all PIT tournament. So, yeah, both of those guys, they might not be NBA guys, but they're going to make a lot of money for the next 10 years in Europe, China, whatever, and good for them. So we'll keep our eyes peeled for Max Asmus and uh, his decision. You can check out hornfm.com uh, for the story we posted up there on Asmus being on campus yesterday. Um, again, the Specs text line, 337-3776, if you're a basketball fan and you have thoughts on that. Also, we are already getting stories in about that first or best experience with pot. Here we go, Zay. When the Stones came to town and played Auditorium Shores, I took my 60-year-old mom and she asked me to smoke. <laughs> Now that's wow. a that's a mom. Uh, I I was on parole, but I was more than happy to oblige the madre, and then spent fifty bucks at Whataburger on the way home. Good times, well done. See, so, okay. that's what we're talking about. All right, he's gonna have to elaborate more because the parole officer must have been cool. Like he must, you know, he must not got hit with that cup and say, "Yeah, bring me back that sample." Must have real. He probably knew the schedule. He I or knew she the knew the schedule. Yeah, probably right? detox, cleanse, and stuff. Smart guy. Okay. The, this one says, "My first experience with pot. I was in college. Shout out to Famu, uh, Florida A and M. My roommates were Jamaican. Need <laughs> I say more? 
<laughs> well done. First pot experience freshman year at Dell Valley High School. Good oh, grief. Just throwing Dell Valley under the bus. Behind the portables oh, before the new campus was come built. On. Class of 03, baby. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Nothing like ripping the bowl right before English. That's what we're talking about. This one says, I bought some gummies in Denver, but was too scared to bring them home on the plane, so I ate them on the way to the airport. <laughs> <laughs> Best plane ride ever. <laughs> That's well done. Probably like Odell Beckham. Well done on this 420. Yes, and later on, 1245 in the crap bag. If you've never heard about the 420 thing, I'll give you the quick history version. It is kind of a weird little story. All right, so, Zay, let's get to the latest villain in the NBA because he's damn entertaining. You've been talking about him. We've been talking about Dylan Brooks already and this Memphis team. They love the drama. They love the soap opera, and they can't stop running their mouths. Last night, they stepped up and beat the Lakers 103-93. The Lakers started flat and lifeless. They tried to get make runs, but I'll give Memphis credit without Ja, without who's the list? Ja, no, Clark, no Clark, no Stephen Steve, Adams, no Stephen Adams, and somebody gets hurt during the game. He did come back, right? Ja, was it Jared J- Jackson Jr. Jackson got yeah. hurt and then came back in the game, but they were just better. Um, and then you need to tell me who the hell Xavier Tillman is. Twenty-two and thirteen last yeah, night. Xavier Tillman, Tom Izzo guy, just knows how to play the right way. Michigan he, State. Now he's not, but he looks forty-five. Yeah. He's got the receding hairline and he already. Like it too. When they were talking to him impressors, he talked like an uncle. He looks like somebody, yeah. It's like somebody's uncle found his way onto the floor, but he goes 22 and 13. But the show of last night was Dylan Brooks. Went to Oregon, if you remember, and he's one of their stars. And he's a defensive a defensive specialist, correct? Yes, he one is. of the many things he does. He's a defensive guy. He'll yep. lock you down. Yep. He always gets the assignment of the best player. So he was on LeBron last night. Yell and every time something happened, he was yelling at LeBron. He was jawing at LeBron. He was staring at LeBron. LeBron didn't react sometimes. Sometimes he did. After the game, Dylan Brooks was asked about do we have the sound? Here is your latest villain in the NBA. Pick a side. Here we go. There are some people, the Lakers are making that run. They get it to 14. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? I don't care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he should have been saying that earlier on. Um, but, you know. I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Um, so um, I pride myself on you know what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. Wow. I mean, that's brilliant work. I would have not advised anything he just said, but I'm glad he did. If you haven't seen the video, he's rocking these great reflective sunglasses that probably cost $500. Oh, he's a stylish brother. And he's got this chain, this thick chain on with a DB <laughs> with his initials hanging off of his neck. Oh, do you have an ego or do you have an ego, fam? It was so good. So good. I don't respect anybody until they bring me 40? Yo, really? He, he had the loudest 12 points I've ever seen last night. <laughs> 
it was just saying, barking at Bron, and he's right. Usually people start jabbing four for fifth game. I was shocked LeBron, it let him rattle him a little bit, and he, he's, he is trying to poke the bear. He just admitted himself. Yep. And you know what? LeBron could either take the bait, because LeBron could get 40 on him, but that takes away from what the Lakers are trying to do, who the Lakers are. Are really who who the Lakers really are when they're at their best, and that's what we saw in Game One, where everybody was eating. Rui Hachimura, uh, oh boy, Reeves, yeah, Austin yeah. Reeves was getting buckets. D'Angelo Russell was getting buckets. Anthony Davis had a solid game, and in this game, it was just Braun and Rui. So, yeah. if you're Darren Ham, I'm looking at Vanderbilt, and I'm looking at D'Angelo Russell like, yo, y'all got one more game. To show me something. We're going to go back to La La Land, and mm. it's a huge Game 3. We know the stats. Tie 1-1, winner of Game 3, has a huge chance of winning the rest of the series. So, y'all can't be mucking up. D'Angelo Russell just gives the worst, just the worst energy when he's playing bad. 2 for 11, he just has that I'm too cool for school look. Like, he doesn't give a damn. Like, Austin Reeves, he could have a bad game, but you could see him, you're like, oh, this guy's trying. He's playing hard, mm-hmm. and that's just his style. D'Angelo Russell, when he turns the ball over, it's like, well, it don't matter. When he misses the shot, it's like, well, it's okay. And, again, Coach Finch for Memphis, they did a really good job of just saying, okay, let's not allow these other guys to do well and say, LeBron, you could go get yours. And LeBron wasn't really going crazy like that. Like 28, for him, that's pretty light. He could get that 40. And Anthony Davis – he got abused by Xavier Tillman and Joe Jackson. What a Jr. bad night for him. Awful. Ugh. Awful. Both of those guys. Xavier Tillman is their third string center after Brandon Clark and Steven Adams. Right. And 21, 13? Huh? What? He goes 22 and 13, and you go four for 14. I understand they had the, the jump ball and he got hit in the eye and stuff, but come on, Davis. That's got to wake you up. That did not impair your vision for the rest of the game and it certainly didn't need to impair your toughness that was a bad performance from davis it helped to even that series up and so tomorrow night is when you'll get the next game in this series game three dylan brooks lays that out there and i'm glad you said it that way too so lebron was 12 points away from 40 so does he hear that comment and try to get to 40 thinking that's the way to the victory? Or does he stay in his normal LeBron lane, which is, i got to get the rest of this thing going. It can't just be about me. You stay in that same LeBron lane. Okay. Because that's how y'all win. Other guys have to step up. D'Angelo Russell can't do that. Anthony Davis, who needs to be the best player, if the Lakers want to win a championship, he can't have that 13 Oof. points for four. 14. Yeah. There's stuff like that can't happen. Anthony Davis is too good. D'Angelo Russell, you were a former number one pick. Dude. Look how many times D'Angelo Russell has bounced around in his young career. Like, he's not 30 yet. Two he, of 11? He got drafted by the Lakers. They Oof. said, okay, you're not good enough. He went to Brooklyn, had a really good little tenure in Brooklyn, wasn't all-star, but then they were like, oh, you know what? You're not worth it being here. He was part of that Durant trade with Golden State, was there for a little bit. They said, nah, it's not going to work whenever Steph and Clay get healthy. We're going to ship you to Minnesota. Clearly didn't work there. Now he's back in L.A. This shouldn't happen to number two picks. Yeah, that's a good like, point. That, it shouldn't happen to number two picks. And when he was coming out of Ohio State, it, he was so much better than everybody on the college level when he made the game look so easy. It, they thought it was going to translate to the league, and it hasn't. So, yeah, he has to do better. Tyrus Jones 
Ian him alive last night. Yeah. Conchar block Andy Davis shot. Give me that. B- a bunch of hard working backups beat them. Yeah, that's tough. Is basically what happened. Combined, Russell and Davis were six of twenty five. Yeah, and then think you, about that. And then you got LeBron calling Dylan Brooks an effing bum. Like that's out of LeBron's character. LeBron yeah. will chirp at you, but in game two, Dylan Brooks is right. It's a little early. He's getting him. He's it's getting a little him. early. Yeah. No John Morant. Come on, bruh. Yeah, this is this is a it's a really interesting series now. Um, Lakers trying to go up 2-0 last night, but now that's a one-all series. Milwaukee made it a one-all series, even without the freak last night. And Denver, by the end of that game, was better than Minnesota. Uh, they're up 2-0. We'll definitely talk about that because uh, Jamal Murray went for 40. <laughs> good, These Kentucky dudes, man. Good God. Like, you feel kind of bad for Calipari for not being able to keep them around because they're talented, but in the new age of college basketball, that doesn't work anymore. He used to say all the time, I'll take talent over experience. It doesn't work that way when the experience is 24 and not 22. It works to get them to the league. Yeah. I mean, it works to make that jump to the league, but Kentucky fans are sitting around like, hey, where's the basketball part? He's about to lose another lottery pick, Carson Wallace, who's out of the Dallas area, who I was salty that uh, Chris Beard didn't get whenever he was recruiting him. But if Carson Wallace's aspirations are the NBA, then Kentucky is clearly that stepping stone to get to the league. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, so uh, a lot coming up on this Thursday. We will continue. Continue to read your pot stories on the Specs text line. Your best and fir- your first or best pot experience. I'm finding out pretty quickly a lot of our listeners were smoking pot in high school. So we'll tell we'll tell some mm. of those stories coming up. Also, let's talk some NFL draft. Should Bijan go in the top ten? There's a national story getting to that today. Plus, the NBA tonight should get wild with two West games at the same time late. You might need your coffee. Stay with us. It's the Horn. Chad and Zay. Listen to that bass. God, that's good. Man. That bass string sounds like it's two feet wide. Man. All right, Zay, not often do you go into a theme, but are we going to have 420 themed music today? Yeah. It's a must. All right. It's a must. All right, where are we going here? What? You don't know who this is? Let me listen. Hang on. Please listen. Mm. You don't know this. (laughs) Then we're in trouble? Uh, You might be banned from a few cookouts (laughs) in the upcoming summer. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you, do you? Oh, my. I'll give you a hint. I'm sorry. I'll I, give you a hint. I don't, I, I don't Dave know. Chappelle. Well, Rick James? There we go. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. I had another guess, but it was not Rick James. When I said Dave Chappelle or before No, no, that? before that. I figure every song I didn't know that had a little funk to it, I was just going to guess Bootsy Collins all day. Oh, uh, yeah. Bootsy or like P-Funk or something like that. Yeah. All right, so Rick James uh, with the, is it just called Mary Jane? Yeah. Okay. 
Fantastic. So he had Super Freak and Mary Jane. Oh, he had the hit. Rick James. He had it uh, had it going on back then, no doubt. Ironically, he was probably on a lot of cocaine while talking about the Mary Jane. Yeah, that's uh, kind of disingenuous if right? you think about it. Yeah. yeah. But you always knew it because he wanted to talk about Mary Jane really fast. <laughs> really quick. It's a fast conversation. Rick James gets us started on 420. We are getting great stories on the Specs text line. 337-3776. Let's run through a couple here, and we'll talk about Bijan. You asked for an explanation on that parole officer thing. You said, what about the P.O.? They texted back, no worries with the P.O. He bought weed from me. <laughs> e- easiest two years of parole. Okie dokie. Oh, what is wrong with that guy? Oh, but Zay, here's the story. You're going to be jealous of this one. This says, I was at Red Man and Method Man on 6th Street, was smoking a blunt at the front of the stage, and Red Man asked me to hit the blunt, then stop the show to let everyone know that my weed was the S, then invited me and my girl on the bus to smoke after the show. I was also the manager of... <clears throat> a gentleman's establishment at the time, so I invited them to my club, which they came to with Ghostface, who was opening for them. Oh, that's dope. Come on. That's that, dope. That's the kind of pot story I'm looking for today. Yeah, that's, Red Man, Met the Man, How High, that's a pothead classic movie. Now, it's these texts that are starting to worry me, Zay. This says, middle school at the oh, buddies. come on. And then every day before school since and still. <laughs> Class of 05? Okay, okay. This one says, lock hard high. Oh, buddy, we were high right before team dinner. And then the 100 emoji twice. Yo, with the barbecue out there in Lockhart? Yeah, smoking before that? Come on, I can man. see it. Somebody else says their first weed experience was with, get this, the A&M football team in College Station. <laughs> That might be the most accurate one. Okie doke. Yeah. Uh, that this, makes the most sense. This is what I was looking for. Helped record a live show with Willie while working at KUT in 96. Smoked a joint with the bass player outside of Willie's bus after the sound check. Can't be sure if he was or wasn't on the bus. We'll give you that one. That's good. I'm going to assume Willie was on the bus. Yeah, I heard Willie can't smoke no more. I heard he has to do gummies and different things. Oh, is that right? Yeah, because of his age. Willie used to say that marijuana, pot and sex were, pot was like sex for him. If he didn't have some every day, it gave him a headache. <laughs> Man. <laughs> uh, he's fantastic. What a legend. What, what a, a legend. legend. Shout out to Willie today on 420. Willie and Snoop Dogg and the the legend of Bob Marley and all kinds of musicians and uh, and folks that are associated with, uh, with pot today. All right, so it is 420. We'll continue those stories. Specs text line 337-3776. We want your first or best pot experience uh, on this 420. All right, so NFL draft comes up a week from today. We are seven days away, and Zay, your man Bijan, has a front and center stage position today with ESPN.com. Right across the front, the article says, the title is, Meet Bijan Robinson, a generational NFL draft talent in the wrong generation. And then we all know where they're going with that. Right. So they break it down and they go through the article about do you, you know, do you absolutely draft a, a running back? You know, how high would you draft one? Here's the way I start thinking about it today. Name me the last Super Bowl champion for you where if we change the running back, they don't win the title. 
Like, how far back do you have to go where you'd say, if you take that running back off the team, there's no way they win a Super Bowl? Wow. Because immediately I thought of three Cowboys titles with Emmitt. Yeah. I thought of Bettis and the Steelers. Okay. Craig Way, as he walked out of here, because he's a Rams guy, said, hey, what if you took Marshall Falk off that team? Yeah, I'm 99. And I'm thinking, you know what? He was so damn versatile, which could get us to the Bijan discussion again. Like, okay, that's Super Bowl 34. Yeah, Terrell Davis. Davis would have been 31 and, thir- uh, 31 and 32. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, the way Shanahan drove him to the ground. Good Hell call. Yeah. So you got the Emmett run, then it's Terrell Davis right after that, then Marshall, and then you skip a ways to Bettis. But I would never argue that any of Brady's rings probably by committee were Mike, critical. Mike Allstott and Warwick Dunn. Like I, you, I don't know which one was better, but they had a thunder yeah. and lightning thing going on that was yeah. tough. You just kind of made the point though. Work wasn't on that team. He wasn't on that team. Nope. Nope. It's the father of a current receiver that was the running back. Get the hell out of here, Michael Pittman Senior. Wow. That was the running back on the Super Bowl champs. Interesting. Warwick was in Atlanta by then. Wow. Allstott was on that team. Right, 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 right. But Michael Pittman was the running back. Okay. See, there you go. Yeah, it's tough, man. So that is sort of the discussion now about, and the last guy clearly we would talk about is Saquon Barkley. That level of talent where the Giants thought, man, we got to take him. But have the Giants gotten any closer to winning a Super Bowl because they took Saquon Barkley? Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch with Seattle. Marshawn Lynch with Seattle. Okay. I don't know if Seattle wins that ring without him. Okay. Now, the defense was was nasty. They were. And they smashed Denver in that Super Bowl. They did. You think if I take Marsh, Marshawn Lynch off that team, they lose that game? I don't know if they lose that game, but I don't know if they get there But you don't know if they get the whole thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe we'll give Marshawn that love. He was a blast a lot. Oh, he was stupid. I hated the fact. I didn't like the idea of a losing team making the playoffs. Like, I think they ought to put a rule in for that. But. His run against the Saints was created by that rule, by, created by the fact that they were a losing team that won. Right. Oh my God, that's still one of the greatest moments ever. So uh, that's kind of that's sort of the discussion around Bijan Robinson. And I was looking at the draft order earlier, Zay, and I keep coming back to those damn Eagles. There's a couple other teams that might look at him early, but if you're Atlanta at eight, don't you have way more issues to deal with? Oh yeah. So you're probably not taking him there. We've heard the discussion later on about Detroit at 18, uh, 21 Chargers, obviously 26 Cowboys and 26, or 26, what, 26 Cowboys, 27 Bills has been discussed. But I haven't, you know, the the highest I'm hearing about him maybe going is that Eagles pick at 10. Yeah, every team that you just said is a playoff or on the cusp of the playoff type team. Like Detroit, they're right there. Mm-hmm. I think Dan Campbell, they've done all the right things in the offseason. I thought Derek Goff had a really good year last year. I Without no no Williams anymore, he's in New Orleans. I think Bijan will be a huge pickup for them, and that would shift the NFC North a lot. Yeah, no, you're right. That's a, that's a good example of one of those, and that's at 18. So they'd be making the pick. Like, if you could pick Bijan Robinson as a luxury that's what I, that's what's going to be fascinating here. You're already there in a way. That's what Detroit could do. The Eagles would do it that way. That's kind of what the Cowboys would do. Although the Cowboys need a running back now. Yeah, they absolutely need something to go with Tony Pollard. What do you mean, kinda? That is what the Cowboys are yes. going to do. You see Gilmore. You see Cooks. Yes, they need they need somebody to go with. Big Mike calling plays. 
Everything's there. Click away. I mean, I, I think about the last time the Eagles won the Super Bowl. That touchdown pass to Clement. Is it Chris Clement? I think it's his name. He ran an incredible wheel route. Nick Foles hits him in the back of the end zone. It was one of the biggest plays of that game, and I thought, yeah, Bijan could do that. Bijan absolutely could do that for them. So will they take him that high in the draft? Uh, Cowboys fans, there are con- there continue to be mock drafts out there. I think they're just trying to torture Cowboys fans. Where the Bills get him at 27. Now that's Ooh. just, that can't happen. As a Cowboys fan, I'm going to say it very clearly, that can't happen. Mike Harge and me and all these Cowboy fans listening right now, we're going to lose our minds if he's staring at the Cowboys at 26. And at that point, those two tight ends are probably off the board. There's no receiver that will be available right then that would make sense over B. John Robinson. And your coach said you want to run the damn ball. And you're going to let it go by? Yeah, it wouldn't make any sense. And, you know, Don Schultz is gone. We know that. I'm not so sold on the Cowboys getting a tight end if Bijan's there. I'd ride with Hendershot and Ferguson. For one more year. And you got other tight ends in this draft. Yeah. It is deep. The guy you and I love so much from Georgia, he'll be there. He'll, he might be there in the second round for him, Washington. Yeah, maybe. He uh, might. Is, that boy gets to the second round, I'm be shocked. That's some big value if somebody can get him there. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, because it, apparently the kid from Utah and Mayer are going to go before him. And maybe that Iowa guy. That's where I'm wondering, does he go third after them, or does the Iowa kid go first, and then it's Washington? Because I think Washington's going to be a hell of a pro. Yeah, man. He did everything that you could ask for from a blocking standpoint. He just didn't get the opportunities to catch the ball because Bowers was the one catching all the uh, the touchdowns and passes at tight end spot for Georgia. So I I think if I'd pick him the first tight end. Not even close. Yeah, we talked about it way, way back. Weeks ago, I told you as a Cowboys fan, if he was there, if Bijan's off the board and he's staring at him at 26, I wouldn't have any problem with it. No problem. I also like that TCU receiver idea if Johnson's still there. Quentin Johnson. Quentin Johnson. I like that idea. Uh, so, Longhorn fans, you can let us know what you're thinking. If you Now, again, it's the Eagles-Cowboys thing. We know how weird that is. But if you're an NFL team in the top ten, would you take B. John Robinson? No doubt about it. If you're the Eagles, uh, Lions, Cowboys, Bills, um, whoever else you want to add to that list, if, you're already, if you already have a good team and you just need another element, wouldn't B. John Robinson make a lot of sense? Maybe we're just too close to it because we follow Texas every day and every season. Zay's a Texas fan and we have to cover them all the time. Maybe we're just too close. Maybe we're banging our head on the tree and we're missing the forest. So please let us know if you just stay old school NFL, or sorry, new school NFL and say, we do not take a running back first round. It doesn't, you can't do it. Yeah, if you had no shot of making the playoffs last year or weren't even close, don't take B. John Robinson. If you were, then take them. Yeah. Like the Eagles, like the Lions, and all these other teams, like Chargers too, mm-hmm. like the Austin Eckler thing. Oh, that, makes, that makes a ton of sense at 21. Don't That's make, another team to be stupid not to take yeah, him. Yeah, Austin Eckler, bye. We oh. ain't going to pay you, bro. We going to take this dude. That would be it right there. Yeah. By the way, Jeff Howell said, can he take your spot at the cookout? Sure. Jeff has his own parking spot, so he ain't got to worry about taking your yeah, spot. Yeah, Jeff, you're good at the cookout, good. man. You are absolutely good. <laughs> I apologize for not being able to identify the Rick James. That is more proof that I have never done the pot, isn't it? It really is. <laughs> if I can't identify the Rick James Mary Jane song, you know I've never smoked. That's how you know for sure tell us your best and or your first 
or your best uh, pot story on 420. Coming up in the crap bag, I will give you the quick history of 420. Does it have to do with Bob Marley? Is it something about the police code? Is it a couple of kids at high school? I will tell you next on The Horn. Chad and Zay. Roll me up and smoke me when I die. And if anyone don't like it, just look them in the eye. <laughs> I didn't come here what a great idea. Now, if I'm not mistaken, this is Willie and Snoop Dogg, correct? I, is it Snoop on the record? It doesn't say Snoop, but I know Snoop's on the version of this. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> Roll me up and smoke me when I die. It's fantastic. Willie and Rick James have gotten us started on this 420. There he is. There he go. Come on. <laughs> if, if you don't want to hear a conversation between those two guys about pot, I don't know what to do. You, you can be like me and have never smoked pot a day in your life. I want to hear those two guys discuss it. That'd be fantastic. Let me hear their first story. When yeah. did Willie first smoke pot? When did Snoop first smoke pot? That'd be fantastic. We're getting great stories in on the Specs text line. 337-3776. Your first and or best time that you have been involved with the pot. We've already had somebody that smoked with Willie's bass player. Uh, somebody just texted us they smoked with Cedric Benson back in the day. Oh, that's dope. The late, great Cedric Benson. Uh, rest in peace. That uh, had to be a hell of a, a hell of a moment. Yeah, a lot of Longhorn legends love pot. Ricky Williams, yeah. I just retweeted a Kevin Durant post where he's talking about how much he loves it with David Letterman and how he was Is that right? during the interview. So, well, yo, watch KD tonight and go on the La La Land. He might give Kawhi them 40. And then what I'm learning, Zay, is apparently I was missing the pot in College Station because somebody else texted, they visited A&M considering it for grad school, somehow got into an empty Kyle Field, found a joint on the like on a bench at Kyle Field, and smoked it. Gross. They had, they had a lighter on them and smoked it in an empty Kyle Field. Just a random joint. Is, I was about to say, is that appropriate? Uh, like, not at all. That's go- d- very dangerous. You're finding some random? <laughs> I don't recommend that okay. to uh, no one. All right. We also got an incredible story from ACL from back Back in the day, I'll tell that one here in a second. But let's get into the crap bag, and I'll give you the quick history on 420. It's one of my favorite little stories uh, in in American lore. Here we go. Chad's crap bag. Crap bag. If you need an easy way to remember it, just think of a bag of crap. Brought to you by AV Consultations. Two five five eight six seven eight, or go to avconsultations.com. Is it 420 because Bob Marley was born on 420? No. Bob Marley was born in February. Although Stephen Marley was born on this day. He's 51 years old today. So the second oldest son of Bob Marley. Uh, that's cosmic right there. If you don't believe that's the cosmos at work, I don't know what to do. Because Bob Marley had to have a kid that was born on 420, right? And he does. But it's not because of Bob. Uh, is it 420 because that was the police code for marijuana? No. Is it because there are 420 ingredients at work in pot at any... No, it's not. It's actually more than that. Here's what happened. Early 70s, 1971, there was a group of kids. This is high school kids. That's who did this. 1971, San Rafael, California. Think of them as the potheads... But if they were in the Goonies movie, apparently these kids were looking for a famous stash of pot that they started to refer to as 420. And they never actually found the pot. They were called the Waldos because they like to hang out near the wall of this school, right? But then they came up with a meeting place. 
The meeting place was a statue of Louis Pasteur in the high school area. It's still there to this day. So they would refer to it as 420 Louis. 420 also became the time they wanted to go smoke. So 420 in the afternoon. So they would their little code word was 420 Louis. They were, hey, we're going to meet at the, we're meeting at the Louis statue. We're going to be smoking, and it's going to be 420. That's 1971. The first reference to it in High Times Magazine came in 91, and they referenced the police code thing, which was wrong. Then in the late 90s, the Waldo story kind of came back around. There's also, this is my favorite little side story, there's also a story that a roadie with the Grateful Dead, the roadie for the bass player, was one of these original kids from San Rafael High School, spread the word around the country on a Grateful Dead tour, or two, or six, or eight, And that's how the story started to get around the country. And then eventually, 420, April 20th, also became known as that day. So it started as the time of day. It started, Zay. So it's ironic that these people are texting us about middle school and high school days because it's high school kids that really started 420. Interesting. How about that? In Cali. Back it makes sense that it's Cali. Yeah, it makes sense, Cali. Right. Some of the best bud in the world. So back in seventy-one was that. All right, now check this story out. It's got a good Austin feel to it. This one says, one year at ACL, I found a little area that no one else seemed to know about. Toots and the Maytals were about to play. So I was tuning up for the show when I heard someone say, Hey Mon, can I have a puff or two? I looked up and it was Toots Herbert himself. We finished the joint. He was truly appreciative and was impressed with Texas weed. Two minutes later, <laughs> two minutes later, he was grooving up on stage, and I was grooving in the crowd. That's a great story. I saw Toots and the Maytals as a part of Willie's Picnic a couple years. Great band, great feel, uh, great vibe to them. I have not smoked with Toots, though. That's a great story. That is a dope story. That's what you want right there. Uh, so a lot of good stuff. Uh, out there today. Yeah, that Aggie thing, finding the pot at Kyle Field and just picking it up and ripping it, that's wild. Yeah, I didn't know that was that pot that culture would accept that. Hell no. Like, if I'm at a party, I guess, and I trusted everybody that's in the room, that'd be Still one thing. No. But we're random, just out in yeah, public? Yeah, we're in the fentanyl era, no. Well, especially now. Hell yeah, no. Yeah, this is obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, I guess it's a little, little different. Oh, my God. Uh, this says they um, partook is that the words at the past tense Um, with Stoney Clark I'm a Sooner so he was always giving me the business about that game saving tackle (laughs) fun dude that's fantastic fantastic Uh, All right, we thank you for your stories. Those are continuing to come in uh, on this 420, your first or your favorite uh, pot story on 420. So there's a little bit of the history of it for you. Zay's got more 420 music coming up. Jeff Howe is coming right up from Horns247.com. Probably reach back and get some of his thoughts on the spring game. But we've also got this basketball update, Horns247.com, breaking that story earlier about – about Max Acemas being on campus yesterday, uh, visiting with Rodney Terry and the coaches. He was at the baseball game last night, soaking up some lots. It's a good baseball game to go to, by the way. Oh, Tw- yeah, absolutely. 20 to nothing, ends yep. early because they, they have a run rule there. Um, by the way, I think that's another thing Major League Baseball needs to seriously consider to help quicken things up in the regular season. They need to have a run rule in place for regular season games, just in case they need it. Ten after seven. They're already bitching about beer, selling beer in later innings because these games are going so fast. You think they're going to buy that? 
Yeah, probably not. That ain't going to happen. By the way, I applaud the – there's some pitcher out there that realized the math. Everybody's doing the math the wrong way. He's like, wait a second. If the games are ending sooner, selling beer all the way to the eighth inning defeats the purpose. You've got to stop earlier. He goes, you need to do it in the sixth instead of the eighth. But I thought, well, that's baseball fans aren't going to go for that. No. I get what he's saying, though. Yeah. If it's about the time frame, then what are you doing? I would ask – if you're still going to let the people in the suites drink all the way to the end anyway and drink the hard stuff, why don't you just let everybody drink? Why don't you trust adults? It's kind of what it should be about, right? That's why we finally got beer in college football stadiums. Yeah. Doesn't that make, I mean, that was, that's one I never understood. We don't trust the guy the last row to contain his, to figure out his alcohol intake, but we trust McConaughey in a suite? <laughs> huh? I say we should give everybody a breathalyzer test on their way out. Oh, come and on. If you're man. over a certain limit, you got to stay Oof. and help clean. Wow. Yeah. Stadiums would get a lot cleaner. They would. A lot faster. Exactly. You clean until you're sober and then yeah, you can leave. You'd be making the world a better place <laughs> and Major League Baseball stadiums. That's deep. That is deep yeah. right there. And you might get a little extra if you help get the possum out of the Oakland A's stadium. Yes, please get that thing out of there. Which they're leaving. A's are leaving, going to Vegas. I saw that. They got an agreement. Possum, last straw. So we're going to have the Vegas Raiders and the Vegas A's? I'm with it. Yo, that white-ass rat, it can't happen. That's the last straw. Yeah, that's probably it. Get that Get that done. No possums in Vegas. No. A lot in Vegas, but I don't, think, of, yeah. I don't think they have possums out there. Uh, all right, so we got hour number two coming up. Jeff Howe, and then we'll get you a Flex 30 segment at 1.30. And I'll tell you more about that free camp for the weekend. Also, a Flex legend visited a local team that he knows a little bit about. Uh, that's the 1 o'clock hour coming up. Happy 4.20. Smoke them if you got them, or, you know, just let the people that want to do it. Can we legalize it everywhere, please? Come on! This is The Horn.